ex mad at myself, let her put it to the side Mama had to cater for the coop that we rode at the school on the way to Popeye's Alright, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey Jonas Clark producing Spitting the One and Twos 87737Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And we're in the final hour. After we spent an hour and a half on running back time. Don't worry, John Taylor. I'm, I'm in a fight with y'all. I'm not one of these fantasy football people. I'll go, I'm in a fight with one. Okay, of I gotta push you back on that comment. I understand we want you understand that. Fantasy football fan has a, places a lot of value on the running back. When position, I say yeah, right? but when I say that, I feel and in general, not just a running back, the the value of way we value positions and stuff like that, and the value because I feel like it's a fantasy football mentality. And I'm not saying that's you. I'm not. I'm not saying this is you. But there's people. It the the conversation you and I are having. It, it it's similar to me of having a conversation with somebody that is so like this new era of football. Because who puts up them? And it's just that. But let's just move on. I'm in the fight with the guys because first of all you've always accused me of being pro owner you and you're not the only one so i'm just telling you i'm fair i try to be as fair as possible people think i'm biased whatever i try to be fair as possible because at the end of the day it ain't my money it ain't like any of them has made a chicken stretch but reality is i know i can see what's going on and it has nothing to do with the rule it has just do like hey that's the that's that's the position we can screw with for the next decade oh well they come a dime a dozen, like you said. And I'm just saying that's not right because you got some good, talented guys that, that just shouldn't be paid. But let's move on because I want to trend. Let's let's move away from football a little bit. There are some other couple of topics, but I didn't think we'd spend that much time on the running backs. But let's go to college scene. Okay, first off, um, before we get to the SEC schedule, because I want you to pull that up and pretty much look at what they released the other day in regards to the 2024, not this coming up season, the 2024 schedule. Um, let's bring up the other college news that circulated uh, as of yesterday evening. Uh, Texas Tech is going to honor Mike Leach. Um, I think they call it, it they call it the in tech they call it the Ring of Honor. Is that what it's called? Uh, it's the Hall of the, Honor. The Hall of Honor. There it is. The Hall of Honor. And well, look, I mean, and of course, Kingsbury and Leach, his names mm-hmm. being the football world headline this this year's class. But the Texas Tech Hall of Fame, um, which is reserved strictly for former athletes, you know, is going to welcome Gonzalo Escobar, a former men's tennis, Greg Lowry, former men's basketball, Matt Wingo, football, Jason Young, track and field. Uh, Kathy Carlson, women's tennis, and Kim Kaufman, women's golf. Um, in addition to Kingsbury, as part of the 2023 class, uh, Leach, of course, not a former player, but a coach, recognized uh, you know, the Hall of Honor for his 10 years. Yes, and you know, this is kind of looking on the lines of what you kind of talked about yesterday in regards, I think it was the other day, whenever I had my little rant of, you know, like when we talked about the J.J. Watt situation and like, you know, this speed The Texans demon. ring of honor. Yeah, yeah, this speed, how I feel like we're going through this period where it's quick to go ahead and get these guys honored. Tom Brady's going to be honored uh, this year. Um, this is one of those that, look – for those that don't know, and I know the people up in Lubbock know, um, it wasn't a rosy situation on the X at the time that Mike Leach was revealed relieved of his duties in Lubbock. Um, you know, it was involved, you know, in the whole situation with a player. Um, 
the shed incident, all this kind of stuff that went on year, years ago. And then after that, after he was released of the duties over years, there was legal situations, suits, lawsuits. I think he sued Texas. I could be wrong. You can fact check me on that tech. I mean, um, but my point is, is I wonder if and, and maybe, you know, there's, you know, AD regime change that went on that I'm not aware of or whatever. But I wonder that if Mike hadn't have passed suddenly of a heart attack a year ago, over a year ago, um, I wonder if he would still be going in to their Hall of Honor. That's just it. I mean, that's just really the question I want to ask because, um, and like I said, I don't know all the details of really, um, and I forgot whose son it was because it was a it was a well known son that got into this situation with Mike Leach. His dad was uh, a play by play analyst. Yeah, Adam James, uh, the son of former ESPN uh, college football analyst Craig James. Craig James' son. That's correct. And you know they you know if, if my memory serves correct, at the after practice there was a situation guys that didn't perform well or whatever happened. Mike would lock them in the in the shed. Or they had a shed out by practice, lock them in the shed. And and you know you got to think this was. A time before you know it wasn't that long ago but it was still a time that before we got extra sensitive and when we talk about coaches and how they treat players and more you know really probably prior to really the explosion of social media as well too when all this took place um but i know that the initial of this was a shock when it came out Okay, I remember that. But really, it was really the damage, I believe, in my opinion, over the course of years after this took place with the legal situation between Mike Leach and the University of Tech. So I'm just wondering, in the passing of Mike Leach a little bit over a year ago, I wonder if this is more of a sympathy kind of induction. And, and look, let me tell you something. Let me clarify. Let me let me put a Jonas here. Let me clarify this. Uh, I think Mike Leach is very worthy of going in their Hall of Honor. So this is not what this take is about. I'm not trying to sit there and say that he's not worthy based off of the air raid offense, the innovation of, you know, if you really say they say, you know, Jack Pardee, you know, the whole run and shoot that it was kind of one of those things that Mike Leach kind of took that and did the PDD remix and pretty much created his own thing. So with the air raid offense, uh, you know, the quarterbacks that he pretty much helped, you know, even put in the league, even if you go to his time at University of Washington, um, you know, you talk about basically uh, with Washington State, you look at pretty much Garden Minshew. Okay, he you know, Mike Leach had Garden Minshew put up a lot of numbers in his offensive system to help him get drafted. I, my point is, even though I think he's worthy of being honored by Texas Tech, despite that incident that took place years ago. And you got to think he's been removed from Tech a long time. I just wonder would they still have replaced they would they still be putting him in this honor this this you know their honor if he hadn't passed away. That's all. 
that's pretty much I wonder. And, and you know, only, there's really you can't really find the answer to that. Uh, that that would probably be opinion based. I mean, it's easy for them to say, yeah, of course, this and that. And and again, there might be some regime change, and I'm pretty sure there's some different people involved uh, with the athletic department and the University of Texas, uh, Texas Tech that are wasn't there a part of that when that happened i get it but again the this stems from years over years of lawsuits uh, uh to the university on the behalf of mike leach so you know i'm happy for his family and him that he's getting acknowledged you know they always say kind of like what you were asking me yesterday with me having you know this problem or this irritating about having to retire guys numbers in the ring of honor and the ring of fame and all this quickly um it kind of goes along with what you were saying yesterday like hey cal would you rather give them their flowers while they're here and it's just one of those when I saw that, I was like, wow. And it just because when I, I'm sorry, I mean, it's, you know, um, if people in that region and love it might feel different. But when I hear anytime I hear Mike Leach in Texas Tech, that's what I think of. And it's sad. I shouldn't have. I should basically think about that team with Michael Crabtree that upset Texas Tech. I mean, not Texas Tech, Tech University of Texas when they were the number one team in the country at the time. I should think of that. I that that's not. When, whenever I hear Mike Leach and Texas Tech and those two words, I automatically go to this this place of this incident happening and really not so much the incident it's more about the legal situation and the bickering and the arguing the bad resentment for years and years that followed eight seven seven three seven grind i'm eager to i'm wondering how his it's going to be interesting to me to see how his family reacts and when they you know when they attend because i'm pretty sure there's a ceremony and stuff like that it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they feel or how they comment or how they act when we get to that point um in regards to knowing uh the the situation with uh coach leach and the university of texas 877-37 grind all right uh keeping it moving so sticking with college uh the sec which we know decided to basically stick with an eight-game schedule do away with divisions. That's the end thing now. You know, um, Big Ten, it's talked about it. It looks like they're going to be moving to move away from divisions in 2024. I don't know what the hell the Pac-12 doing. they still pretty much looking for homes on the cool. <laughs> you know, they pretty I – I don't know who's looking for more homes first, Oakland Athletics or the Pac-12s. But the reality is they might go to no divisions. So the SEC decided to go to no divisions, but then the question was that, how are these matchups going to be? Who's going to play who? Is the rivalries going to be intact? So just the other day they released some of the early uh, schedule for the 2024 season, some of the marquee matchups, uh, really, and we can start the one that probably matters the most in our region, uh, and that's the University of Texas, I believe, is going to be traveling to Kyle Field. Uh, to take on Texas A&M, okay? Um, and that's in their first year in the SEC, okay? Now, I think Alabama travels to Oklahoma, okay, to Norman. Um, and I think they've agreed to, uh, and I'll let you take it from here, but I think they also agreed OU and Texas are going to remain at the Cotton Bowl, the question I got with that, though, well, first of all, it's too early. I, the next question I got to that is like, can they at least put it in prime time? Damn, come on, man. The state fair. What are times I've never been, never wanted to go? Sorry, I don't want chocolate covered pickles. Pause. I don't want these pretzels. 
uh, and all that. What time does the state fair usually close? I mean, doesn't the state fair stay open late at night? I mean, can't you still get beer and drunk and ride Ferris wheel and all this kind of stuff at the Texas fair like it's still nighttime? Uh, to, to me, it's like I understand the tradition, but I'm so sick of that game being played at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. I, I've, 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 I've touched on this like two or three times over the last year and a half, so I don't need to regurgitate the take. But they're going to play it. When I saw this, I was like, Cotton Bowl, okay, fine. But at least tell me that's going to be in prime time. But we don't know that yet. They're going to give the time and the date just yet. It's just a schedule. But what else did I miss? Who else is on this this SEC 2024 schedule besides that, besides, you know, who we just named? Well, always start with guests first. So let's start with Oklahoma. Uh, and the Sooners, since we're in Texas, mm. um, away on the, uh, the the home schedule, uh, or at least the home slate of teams. Of course, there is Alabama. There's also South Carolina and Tennessee, hmm. and Oklahoma will be technically the home team uh, in Dallas against Texas. Um, on the away schedule, Auburn, LSU, Missouri, and Ole Miss. For UT, uh, they're going to be hosting, and this so this is actually a pretty decent slate here, hosting Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and Mississippi State. And you say that's who's hosting that one? Texas. So Texas is going to host Georgia? Georgia, wow. Florida, Kentucky, and Mississippi State. On the road, they're going to uh, Lafayette for uh, Arkansas, uh, the Texas A&M, and uh, Vanderbilt. And that's course, very good. When you, Georgia, Florida, that's monster for Austin. It'll be Massive. packed. Those are those are game. Those are college game day games. Uh, Fayetteville, sorry, not Fayetteville. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Uh, those are college game day games where college, you know, Reese and the whole gang will be there for those. That's big money time for Austin uh, when you talk about Georgia. I mean, Georgia's not going anywhere. Um, either are they driving fast problems either. You know what? Let me tell you something. No, this is serious business. Look, Kirby's family, okay? And I'm telling you, man, we're getting into slow months. Basketball's over. We're waiting on camp to start. You know, it's too early for most people with baseball. That's your seam head. Reporters are sitting behind desks, bored as hell, hot as hell, because this El Nino effect Jonas jinxed everybody with. And basically sitting there and saying, you know what, what's going on today? Well, they've been digging and digging. And, you know, there's a report that came out last night, which is supposed to be a positive schedule, but I'm going to take it to a negative situation. Go look at the speeding tickets and arrests and allegations for Georgia football players post-fatal accident of parade. And it's cost a man to be able to fall to the Philadelphia Eagles, Carter, and the, probably going to end up being the best defensive player out of this draft. It's alarming. And, and I do think it's a culture situation. I think if you listen to – and, look, I love Kirby, you know, and I'm glad he's having a success. But if you look at – if you've ever heard some of his locker room speeches, the one that leaked before the TCU game, if you look, there is a sense of craziness and recklessness that is just like a high octane energy level that Kirby keeps. That I think they always tell you in football, college, you are a reflection of your head coach and the culture. And I'm just telling you that they've got a serious problem down there in regards to young men. That I don't I don't know if, if if they're auditioning for Fast and the Furious twenty two 
Okay, and for the note, don't ever ask Ludacris why they keep making those. I saw that video, Ludacris. He got to, he's like, look, I'm gonna tell y'all this right now. Stop asking me why we make something. He goes, if you know anything, it's about business. He goes, I'm sorry, anything you can make billions of dollars cost into. That's why I stop. Hey, if you ain't got to lie. I say, all right, Luda, I hear you. Yeah, it was a great interview he did on that podcast. I hear you, but I don't know if they're auditioning for Fast and the Furious 22, the rebirth of Vin Diesel or whatever his character is. But they've got a problem down there with guys with love and speed, and, and, and it's dangerous. And, and to me, it's just a culture thing. But that's a little PSA announcement, okay? You know? I mean, you're not going to find too many choir boys in the SEC. But I'm just saying this is a problem. Usually when you got teammates that have lost lives, lost their life, when you have a trainer that lost their life, it's usually a reality check for everybody close, near death, the chill, the you-know-what, out. And you know what's hard? They're winning. And they're going to be one of the favorites to win it again next year. They are winning. So back to the schedule. Definitely that is a home run for UT and University of Austin. Now, when you talk about who else did we put down there? Tennessee? No, no. Outside of Florida and Georgia. Florida and Georgia are pretty much the two. And traveling to A&M, those are the three that's yeah. Those other ones, like, eh, okay. You know, but they hit out of the park with those two home games. So Georgia could be coming off of another defending. We might be talking about a three-peat Georgia coming into the University of Texas in the state capitol. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing Spinning the One and Twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.
All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spin the One and Twos. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We have been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Keep in mind, Texas summers can get hot. Yes, they can. But now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you all already know only much hotter shake things up with zing zang's blazing bloody mary mix with premium ingredients and crafted from a bold savory taste that is zing zang official sponsor of the sports grind and don't forget to zing zang responsibly all right um so yeah i think texas definitely hit a home run uh for one i mean for the texas a&m alumni and the university of texas um alumni you get the game back um, you know, the Texas anniversary, so that's huge. And I'm pretty sure unless something strange happens, I would say the only thing will probably be a super conference. But for the most part, I would like to think with both teams now in the SEC conference, that game is going to be probably every year. Yeah, kind of like, uh, again, we talked about it the other day on on the podcast, uh, Um about the Big Ten. Right and how they're protecting specific rivalries, and Michigan and Ohio State is a protected rivalry. You and, and anything that you know in their conference that exchanges a trophy, and so you would look at again the Iron Bowl. It's going to be safe, um, and I think that you would look at again Texas. Yeah, Texas would likely uh, have two protected games. Uh, rivalries every year and that's again not uncommon Michigan has Ohio State and Michigan State is going to be protected both in the Big Ten so that's probably what you could look for uh, if they follow suit yeah they will I mean I think you know the biggest thing was evidently and I stated this a few weeks ago that the powers of be in the government down here the government officials played nice and and, and probably worked with the SEC say yeah we can play this game again A&M and Austin and UT Uh, but yeah, I think it's pretty much here for state unless, again, there are super conferences that form. And I'm not ruling that out yet because I think that's the whole point. Uh, there's steps and there's processes and things. And I think that's the whole process and step before is eliminating these divisions within the conferences. Because if you eliminate the divisions, when you get to that time, it's going to be easier to form whatever type of super conferences you would want to form. And I think, you know, um, no one really knows. I don't even think the powers of being college football really knows what that looks like. And you're not going to know what that really looks like until we get probably, I would say, a couple years at least in the 12-team playoff expansion when that kicks in. I think once you go through that, and then I think the next step would be like, you know what we're going to do? We've got that. We're going to just split this up in two comp- big conferences in college. And I think that that's kind of where we have been saying that for years. It ain't happened yet, but I think we are headed. But the breadcrumbs are being laid out. Um, all right, switching gears from college. Uh, a couple of the NFL notes that I want to touch on. Um, well, first of all, before the NFL, I, I don't want to drag because we didn't get to this story yesterday. I don't want to drag it off to another third day. Uh, but switch gears back to uh, Trevor Bauer um, in baseball. Um, it came out the other day. Um, it circulated again today that there's a fourth woman that has come to, I should say, come forward 
accusing Trevor Bauer of similar allegations in his first previous trial that he kind of went to court with, settled out, whatever. But this time, Trevor Bauer, for one, has countered suit, has sued this young lady. Um, okay, he has countered sued her for pretty much extortion. He claims he's got recordings, phone conversations, recording, and um, and I'll let Jonas give the specifics. But what I kind of know of is that. Um, she kind of basically threatened to, I mean, I think, what did she ask for? Like 1.3 or 1.6 million or something like that. If she, uh, or she was going to not have an abortion and have the kid, according to Trevor Bauer in his representation. Um, and he just said, hey, if that's what you want to do, I'm here to support what you want to do. But you ain't getting no money off of me. Like, I'll take care of my kid and, you know, pretty much whatever the law, you know, states the child support, I'll do that. But he claims this lady, this young lady was hell bit for leather. Now, what are some of the other details? Because that's, let me clarify this too, from what I see, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that that, that what I just gave out there about this whole pregnancy, abortion thing, that's even a separate lady and not technically the one that has come forward that he's suing for extortion or is this the same is this under the same umbrella because i think when i was reading this yesterday and the other day that's what kind of got me i was like damn man trevor's into this like you know we always say where there's smoke there's fire but trevor's into something or either there's these women that are kind of basically coming up with this and saying hey he did this and this but am i right with that with that lady is the the young lady i should say the one that is accusing of that he's accusing of extortion is that the same one is that considered the fourth woman or is there another woman that was basically trying to get him for um possibly you know termination of alleged a child or a payment and i think there if i'm not mistaken i'll give the panel to you but i think also there was a settlement something paid that evidently there was a child that was terminated i guess uh so this one is a different woman okay um remember he was he was facing you know um he had he had his had court uh, I think about a year ago, year and a half ago now, uh, before baseball even cleared him to return. And he was cleared of those charges from that, stemming from that case. Then he had the anti-defamation lawsuit that he was dealing with with the, uh, the, with the journalist. Uh, this woman, um, she was re referred to before as Jane Doe number five. Okay. Um, and uh, still, that's kind of what we know her as. Um, but he's been accused. Uh, and this is more her, her stepping up because, you know, when, when you're looking just like with the Busby case, when you're, when you're getting ready to, to go to court and you're the um, prosecution and you're going up and you're trying to you know, take Trevor and deal with Trevor Bauer in court, you want to find if there's other people that kind of lend to this story. And so uh, from the USA Today report that I read, um, her, she had come about before in that, but um, you know, wasn't an actual part of that case. Um, so now she's coming a bit more publicly. This time it was... Um, I'm just going to start off with the USA Today report. Baseball pitcher Trevor Bowers has been accused by another woman of sexual assault and choking her unconscious, this time in Arizona in late 2020. We know the month to be December. Um, when the court filings, the woman said that uh, he had raped her, got her pregnant, and also held a jagged steak knife to her throat. Um, those are, in, again, from my understanding of the USA Today reporting, different incidences. So she's had multiple incidences with Trevor Bauer. Um, Bauer 
uh, has denied the allegations in court records and countersued the woman, accusing her of fraud, extortion, and fabricating her pregnancy. Um, hmm. She filed. Uh, she had filed her civil, civil suit in December, amended it with more re- with more recent details, alleging these encounters with him, uh, becoming the fourth person publicly to um, uh, to to make the accusations against uh, against Bauer. Uh, she is asking now for three point seven million dollars in her lawsuit, along with an apology, a quote, an apology to any woman the defendant has sexually humiliated and abused against their consent. It's a lot. And, and yeah, and then on the first one that he actually got the suspension from from the MLB and the Dodgers, that case was pretty much already settled, right? Oh, uh, he was clear. He was clear. Again, criminally or whether they – I think it was actually not even clear criminally. I think they decided not to pursue charges on that one, if I remember that correctly. Okay, well, one of the things I've got to ask is that this one that you just read off the USA Today, this allegedly took place in 2020, right? December 2020. And what was the original one that you just thought that maybe they didn't choose to repute? Resp- she what was actually 2021. So, so the wow. one that went to yeah. the one that went to court was actually a more recent, right? Um, Look, than this woman. you know, if I can remember it, I remember a little bit of the details of the first case um, in regards to what took place, and I remember saying it then and, and hearing this again. Um, I will say that you know, look, it Trevor has put himself in some type of situation, okay. Um, you know, I'm not going to say both of these women or if there's three women, four women that all these women are lying or concocted. I don't know. You know, you know how I felt about the Deshaun Watson situation and what that was about. But when I just look at if I can remember the evidence from the first one uh, lady, let's say John Doe one. And then uh, I guess I should say Jane Doe one. And then Jane Doe two, which is this lady, or Jane Doe four, and you listen, yeah. and you listen to some of these details and a knife to the th- this and that. I said it then, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, but what it sounds like to me is that Trevor and the circle of women that he chose, or especially maybe this is Trevor's doing, um, is pretty much was into some kinky stuff, some stuff that rope. And now look, now with that said. Never met Trevor Bauer. I've always, I've said this before, he wasn't one of my favorite baseball players. It seemed like he always was a little hot-headed. Every time Frank Kona come and take his ass out, he, oh, I'm not going, I'm not leaving, throw the ball in the stands. He's looked, he's always seemed a little bit off and fiery. So when I, it's sad because that perception that he can play on the field could get to somebody like me as being a jury sitting in 12 a box and saying, you know what, I've watched baseball, but you know what? I can see you. I, your attitude sometimes you display on the diamond and to your manager. I can see you maybe losing control or maybe this or whatever. Just keeping it real. But with that said, on the other side of the spectrum, I also can look and see like, you know what? This sounds like Trevor Bauer being very wealthy, big major league contract. And you know what's crazy to me? Because before this news broke, and Trevor's playing in Japan, by the way, as we speak. But when this news first broke a year ago about this allegation before it served, you know, it's crazy. He made news. His agent, which is a female, made news of negotiating one of the biggest contracts for a pitcher in MLB history ever negotiated by a female. 
Same thing years later, we found out about Jalen Hurts, female agent who just negotiated this monster contract for Jalen Hurts. So it's the reason why I bring that up because it's crazy because, you know, um, when you if, – if you don't – I mean, it's just the respect, like, on a, like weird. Like, you respect a woman enough that way to go ahead and have them pretty much have your livelihood in, your hand, in their hands and have the trust in them to negotiate on your behalf a mega contract, which is not easy to do. But then on the other hand, allegedly, possibly, you could be just this, as they call them, this sexual predator behind closed doors. Could be. Don't know. Nobody knows. Only the parties involved. But I will tell you the other flip side of this that is sad is because not all, but you have a section of women out there, and just like men, everybody else, nobody, the, the thing, that the time we're living in through right now in this social media era, which I can't stand it. Okay, I can't. Um, that's why I'm a honestly, that's why I'm a boring follow on Twitter. I'll just tell you that I'm bad on social media numbers. I don't have strong numbers on social media because I just don't partake because it's like everybody's doing it. It's like I don't want you to know everything I'm doing. But with that said, men or women, we're also in the era where nobody really wants to punch in and clock in anywhere and work a nine to five. You want the easy way out. You want the hustle way out. And and sad is there's a section of women because some of these cases have been so publicized and the payouts and the settlements have been so publicized. You can quickly find yourself jammed up in a situation whether there's perception versus reality. And part of this, even though in my other take, that's why I'm giving both sides of the story. So people listening can't say I'm a sexist. I'm being insensitive about the subject. I got a daughter that was raped. You don't know what you're talking about. That's why I said I don't know, but I'm trying to give you both sides of it. And the other side of it is this could be a situation where Trevor put himself in this situation into some adult type of behavior that that's his thing. You know, there's, there's, I mean, we're all mostly adults that are listening. I know my age demographic breakdown of my, my, my ratings and my demo breakdown. And this, there, there's role playing. There's some adult stuff you can get into, some kinky stuff, whatever. But when you get into this with, and I'm not going to disrespect these women and say they were random women. Evidently, Trevor had a relationship with them. But when you basically practice this with multiple women and you think every woman or you think you're entitled because I'm Trevor Bauer, picture of the darts, whatever the case may be, and you don't go into this situation where there's consent there's contracts there's whatever you know it's funny Chappelle made a joke of it years ago in the Chappelle show about the sex contract but honestly he was ahead of his time that's why he's a comedian comedian genius because the truth of it is some of that stuff is reality to some guys and some men that are in high profile situations whether they're actors entertainers lawyers they, they don't even have to be athletes they could just be wealthy individuals men that are single where you got to sit there and say let's sign a consensual agreement and what it sounds like the other side of this, besides maybe Trevor Bauer is just a terrible sexual predator or he's a victim of getting comfortable and putting himself in this. And you know what? When you sign a kind of when you come this or you tell a young lady, you know what? I don't I don't need you anymore. You piss somebody. Out. Now you put yourself in a situation. OK, I know what you did to me. Yeah, but we had a safe word. I don't care. This is what I want. And it gets out there because he's Trevor Bauer, and then it's for the public assumption to basically feel like if you're guilty or innocent through the public opinion, not through court, because that's not what we do anymore. 
Okay, they need to take the blindfold off that lady in justice. They have the blindfold. That that stuff is so outdated for us. They just they need to rip that off. Or we need to just change history. I know. Don't say that. Oh, what other statues you want to bring down? What else do y'all want to erase, you people? Just saying. Jonas shakes his head and turns. Around. He's not on the camera, but he just sits there like, "Wow, really? You really have to say that?" But hey, man. Um, and I said all that trying to give the benefit of the doubt to the young man, which I don't really care too much about him on the field. Never don't know him personally, but it's just crazy. And again, the one thing I will say, instead of spending an hour and a half on the running back debate, maybe I should have spent an hour and a half on this and Trevor Bauer, because I guarantee you ain't not too many people talking about it. Oh, but basically Deshaun Watson, man, we had every chick, what hair she was wearing, where was that, what size was the towel, for about six to eight months on every sport outlet when Deshaun showed up to court, like, what? It's up to 15? It's up to eight? He did what? He showed what? Oh, my God. He flew her how far? Trevor, Trevor Bauer, a borderline going Jack the Ripper and the Night Stalker, the Crawler, or the, the Hillside Strangler, and, and, and it's basically like fourth or fifth on, the, on, on any site. And a lot of y'all don't even know he's playing over in Japan. Does the Saudis got a baseball league over there? I wonder if they have a professional sports league over there. I'm say they probably take you. I can tell you this is one term I'm going to get so tired of this stuff because I know you shared an article with me and I know y'all, the NFL, could they, Saudis buy in, which there's rules by foreign people and, you know, whether they can own NFL team. But this whole sports washing, I'm going to get so tired of that terminology. Because like I told you, they know we we do business with them. What do they need to what do they need a sports watch for? We like they don't need to sit there and say, hey man, we're really good. We're gonna get this team. We're gonna we're gonna we want golf. We might want to own a team someday. Forget what we did. No, they don't need to do that. To do that, that's why I don't understand that whole. This is all about sports washing. Why? No, it's not. Well, sports washing isn't really <clears throat> unique to that case either. I mean. It's also looking at athletes and coaches and NFL owners that we currently have, and the fact that they that they run um, the franchises that we pull for, or that they're on our fantasy football teams on Saturdays and or on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays and everything else. And it, it's it's that we look past the bad that it's done because of sport. So and that's what you tell me. The that, definition that's what of sport. sport washing is in general. Uh, okay, and this so is the first time I'm hearing about it is basically with the Saudis wanting to take over golf. But I'll take your word for it. But anyway, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, for you the snooze button for you out the rack just ask yourself you grinding peace see you tomorrow when life sounds too much like this it's time to consider more of this Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos X Lager. Get a dose.
Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas. White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 